This is episode number 47 of Under 10, a mini podcast on intimacy with Dr. Jessica Tartaro. That's me. Last episode, I explored what makes a good hug and challenged you to bring more consent, presence, and letting go to your embraces. This episode, I want to revisit a favorite topic, which is making sound when you make love. You can consider this week's show a part two of the savoring lesson from episode number 12. In this episode, I'm going to take you deeper into the power of using sound to savor lovemaking and how sound itself can amplify the pleasure in your body. If it's not already obvious, I'm going to talk about sex in this episode. If personal stories about sex thrill you, keep listening. But if not, you might want to skip this show, and that's perfectly fine, too. I want to start by clarifying what I mean when I say making love. Making love typically refers to sex between two or more bodies. But in this context, I am using lovemaking to include any erotic act shared with intention with someone who you love not necessarily just sex. So, slow kissing, a loving massage, intimate dancing, and other forms of intentional sensuous play are in the category of lovemaking for the purpose of this podcast. Keep that in mind as you listen. With that new definition along with us, I want to tell you the story that inspired this week's theme. I recently returned home from a five-day trip that I took without Rich. In episode 32, I emphasize the vital role of taking space in partnership. Recently, he and I got to put that principle to the test. We needed the space after having weathered such an, an intense season together, and we also missed one another. While I was traveling, I had a brainstorm. So far, in our new apartment, I have felt that I couldn't make sounds when we make love because his parents are on the other side of our walls. So I have been toning down my sounds in our sexy time, which has been a very unsatisfying solution. While traveling, I finally realized that we could play loud music when we make love to cover our sounds without worrying if we were causing undue consternation for mom and dad. So, we agreed that when I returned, we would try out our new strategy. After we landed back at home, ate dinner, and I'd unpacked enough to settle in for the night, it began. He placed the speaker on the shared side of the bedroom. We picked the band Para for Cuba for their soulful electronic sounds and sexy beat. And under cover of that tapestry of music, I opened my throat and let his every touch flow through my vocal cords, loud, full, deep, and free. As we reunited over and again through our senses, my body found edges of pleasure I hadn't found in a long time. Afterward, as we lay in one another's arms, we let the music keep playing, the soundtrack of our victory. Now, I admit that being apart for almost a week created some juicy sexual tension between me and my partner. But beyond that, being able to make sound again after muting myself for the last month and a half liberated my nerve endings so that my body undeniably felt more than I had felt when I was silencing my voice. 
And here's what this weekend's lovemaking and my many years of exploring sound and sex have taught me. It's not just that when I feel pleasure, I make noise. I make noise so that I can feel pleasure. I know that may seem counterintuitive, but consider the possibility that the connection between sound and pleasure is one of reciprocal causality. Yes, I moan and sigh when I feel something pleasurable as a response, but it's also true that my vocal cords directly amplify my pleasure, as in, when my voice is open, my capacity to feel pleasure can more deeply open too. Put simply, when I moan, I feel more, and then there is more to moan about. Okay, so as you listen, I want to acknowledge what may already be racing through your head, which is that there are many possible barriers to making sound when making love. Even if you don't have grandparents on the other side of your walls, making sounds may feel out of reach for more internal reasons. For example, you were told to be quiet long ago, and it stuck. You don't want to show too much enjoyment for fear of freaking out your partner. You think moaning is weird. As soon as you make a sound, you feel self-conscious. Making sounds in sex feels forced. When you make sounds, you tell yourself, I am too much. Your brain won't quiet down enough to make noises. You can't stand the sound of your voice. And the list goes on. I bet you could add a few more. If any of these obstacles feel familiar to you, I invite you to take a breath with me here. Just an acknowledgement that there is perhaps an edge, and maybe it's one you want to lean into, and maybe it's not. But take a breath nonetheless. I'll take it with you. If you decide that you want to try the practice of making sound when you make love, do not start with sex. Start by savoring a hug. Remember, in the savoring episode, I taught you the practice of mmm. So you might try a simple mmm when you share non-sexual touch with a person or people you love. You can even tell them, I'm trying out using my voice more often, and I want to try that when we are hugging, so that no one has to wonder what's happening. You can even mmm together. If your chests are pressed together, you will likely feel a warm buzzing as the sound vibrates between you two. This is a powerful way to quiet the voices in your head. The power of making sound when you make love lies in becoming a source of your own enchantment. Instead of waiting for pleasure to find you, it's as if you lean towards pleasure and tickle it with your moan. It's a collaboration. It's active engaged. Instead of waiting for life to enchant you, sounding in pleasure can be considered a choice to be enchanted. From my perspective, there's something magical about being able to create one's own pleasure rather than wait for it. In the novel The Magician's Land, Lev Grossman writes, magic was wild feelings, the kind that escaped out of you and into the world and changed things. There was a lot of skill to it and a lot of learning and a lot of work, but that was where the power began, the power to enchant the world. When you face all the many barriers to making sound when you make love, 
and choose to enchant the world of your intimacy with your mmm and your moan, your wails and your cries, your shrieks and your laughter, I do believe you become a source of magic of your very own. And it takes courage to create pleasure. I have a feeling it's the kind of courage that you likely already possess, and that with practice can grow. In the United States, this coming week is Thanksgiving. For homework, as you are eating whatever you choose to eat on Thanksgiving Day, whether that is in the company of others or sitting by yourself, make a sound to express your gratitude. Ooh and ah at the turkey and stuffing. Mmm and oh at your eggs and toast, whatever you are putting in your mouth. Let it be followed by sounds of delight and pleasure. Tell others around you and try the practice together or simply enjoy the sound of your voice alone. If you want, and if you have a sexual partner, you might also consider bringing this practice from the dining room to the bedroom. Let your lover's touch open your throat and try sounding gently as you melt into one another in your lovemaking. As always, be sure to share this podcast with anyone you might practice with so that you all are sharing intention together. May you remember in yourself the courage to grow your pleasure, one magical moan of delight at a time. This is Dr. Jessica Tartara with Under 10, a mini podcast on intimacy. Oh, oh, oh.